0: Hello and welcome to Rebel FM, episode 213. I'm Anthony Gallagos, joined by Arthur Gies. Was that the jerk-off, ejaculate hand
1: motion you just made? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, great.
1: Fantastic. That's what he thinks of you.
0: No, it's mostly because I just had been thinking about that movie, This Is the End, a lot. So. <laughs> and that's and that's like the quintessential... Like, I come where I want, Franco. Exac- exactly. That Just that scene is just really funny, especially knowing that it's ad-libbed. And, uh, and then also joining me is Mitch Dyer. Hello, Masturbation expert. (laughs) God damn it. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. One of us here is single and it's not you.
2: (laughs) I still think you and I.
0: Oh, that's good. That's maybe more information than
1: I
2: needed. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Yes, Um, we met Arthur Uncomfortable and it only took 36
0: seconds. Finally joining us this week after such a long absence is Matt Changernais.
1: Psych. Cool. <laughs> Matt got uh, stuck at a shoot. That was just mean today, so Matt's not here. My
0: mic levels suck right now, so don't worry about it. I think you sound great. Sound pretty good to me. But uh, <clears throat> so, we, so we play video games. And we talk about video games on this here podcast. True, and, true. Uh, this has been the week of the trials.
2: I think you turned me up, Arthur. I'm number one this time. Why are you? I'm super loud right now. <sighs>
0: ah! <laughs> this has been the week of. T- <laughs> this has been the week of trials. Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, we've had basically two trials games in the last week.
1: Not basically, like you have had two trials games in the last week.
0: I just wasn't sure if it was exactly a week, or but yeah, uh, uh, they trials, came out
1: both this week. Yeah,
0: Trials Fusion
1: and then
2: Trials Frontier, is, which I am playing literally right now.
0: Trials so tri- Fusion is
1: the game that's on consoles.
0: Yeah, and and I've and. uh you know, I think some people have mixed feelings about it. I, I've been enjoying it so far. I, I'm, like, uh, finally on the hard levels. So,
2: at what point do I get to do tricks? Because I've heard there are tricks.
0: Oh, that happens about the third section in. All right, I and just so finished I guess, the beginner stuff. So, Trials Fusion, where you get to start doing levels, and what it, that's, like, the only thing that it really does differently. Like, technically, the setting is supposed to be different, which really means they just swapped out props to be, like, weird faux futures. Now stuff.
2: there's spaceships flying in the background. Yeah,
0: so but the, the real the only real significant change is that this addition of tricks. And the way it works is that when you're when you go off a ramp and trials, you know, it's still about, you know, tilting your bike and, and basically fighting gravity and physics to be able to make it through a course without falling as or falling as little as you can. And uh except that there'll be some courses where that are trick courses and these ones just have huge jumps and then when you're in the air you can move the stick in certain directions and based on your bike's orientation at the time, that will determine what trick you do. And then you have to release the stick and let it go back to neutral for your rider to automatically assume landing position. But when he does that, it also fucks with the physics because sometimes he gives himself a lot of momentum to like swing himself back into sitting. So
2: Oh, that's really interesting. Because it's like that. SSX did something similar where you would do a trick and in order to right yourself, you would just stop doing a trick. And the timing was like, okay, this is the velocity I have going down to the ground. At what point do I need to not do anything?
0: Yeah, so there's definitely a bit of that. I feel like doing tricks is pretty hard, but I also don't feel like that in itself, like, it isn't that compelling of a thing to me? Like, I just, I go, I play those levels, and I'm like, I get through them as fast as I can because for me, Trials is still about the Trials levels, which is, you know, how am I going to get up this near sheer vertical thing then balance on one back wheel.
1: How many followed. times is it gonna take to do this?
0: Yes, exactly. But that I still like I enjoy that aspect of it, and this game still has that. And since I've beaten all the other levels, for me having more trials is certainly not a bad thing. So,
1: Anthony, if I had to ask you what part of trials on mobile would have the microtransaction element attached to it, what would be the worst possible part? New tracks. No.
0: Retries uh, Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the thing, right? It's like, I've played a little bit of that one too, and I know that you have to, like, you can either wait for timers to count down for gas, or you can spend money for gas. Things like that, I understand why they don't, like, from a monetization aspect, but I really wish that there was the option that I could just put, like, $10 in and be done with it forever.
2: Yep, like, like, I will do microtransactions, or let me pay you like you're a real game
0: yeah a lump sum like you can either pay for like a real game or you can do microtransactions so i've always like wanted that in that game and it would be nice if it has that because trials uh the the mobile trials is has some interesting things in it like to me it's the more interesting of the two games like thematically between trials fusion and that and because trials fusion is just like like i said this faux futuristic setting and there's like this weird fucking story that they're trying to tell that doesn't really work (laughs) really and yes like I'm gonna take I've, your iPad and throw it. I mean, I've, I've only th- gotten a, yeah. I've only gotten a little ways in so far, I, but there's definitely some weird story about cloning and AIs and well, I don't there's know.
2: bullshit story in the iPad version too, where you're like talking to yes, town citizens. But, and but the
0: AI one, I think, I mean, sorry, but the one in the in the mobile version to me has way more personality than Fusion does. Like Fusion is like really just like cheesy futuristic. Like, not even, like, cheesy to the point where it's, like, cheesy in a good way. Ah, uh, like
2: no, that menu theme song says to go fuck yourself.
0: So... Can you uh, make
2: that one of the songs in this
1: episode? Wait, does it actually say to go fuck yourself?
0: No, oh, it, says, okay. it says, welcome to the future. Man, man. The
2: machine, the future. <laughs> yeah, that's really stupid. It's magnificent. Have wait, you heard so it?
0: Trials, I mean, Trials is... Ugh. always I'm not saying that it's Perfect. acceptable, but I'm saying Trials has always had really bad opening theme songs. and like really, the one for the last one was awful, too. Like, really bad. Yeah,
2: and the music has always been like this... The music used to be, like, butt-rocky in the original, I think. And then yeah. Evolution was kind of an exaggerated version of that, because they realized, hey, people hate this. What if we did it, but try to make it funny, but now it's actually worse?
0: I definitely think Trials is one of those games that's like put on custom soundtrack and play. Um, Oh, God, yeah. And to play with sound effects
2: off, because this is a game where you're restarting every three seconds when you fail, and the audio cues seem to be set up to the checkpoints. so you'll race and you'll hit a checkpoint, and as soon as you hit a checkpoint, there's an explosion and an alarm that goes, brrrr, Mm-hmm. And then you restart, and you hit B, and it's like, oh, I need to go back to that. Check it, go, restart. Burr! It's terrible. And Some of those so, audio cues are annoying and so, and as that, shit.
0: And so, yes, it has all that. That's true. But I think that there's still a lot to really enjoy about this game. Like, I, I, especially if you're a big fan of Trials from the old games, they still don't do anything interesting with like the money you earn. That's not very interesting. So Did bike and it do character. anything in evolution? Yeah, I mean they introduced bike and character items. customization, but it's all ah, cosmetic, right? Cosmetic, yeah, and so this is the same thing, cosmetic. You know, you unlock your bikes through proceeding through levels. Also, is...
1: currently there's no multiplayer in the game. What? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't check. But that's surprising. Oh, that's right, it's grayed out on the menu. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't play any multiplayer in the original one, weird. hardly at all. But the one thing that I, I am excited about is that I think will hopefully give it legs is the, the track editor is still there. You obviously get the same tools they do when they're making levels and man, they are fucking robust. So I will be really excited to see the tracks that people create. Cause on the last game, people made some really, really excellent tracks. Um,
1: I do kind of wonder how much that will ultimately matter because I feel like for most games, the user created <laughs> content doesn't really, but trials, uh, trials evolution sold like crazy so who knows
2: yeah and this one i'm not entirely sure if it will because there's i mean obviously this is like a very small it's on sampling every
1: but fucking platform in the world it's
2: on every platform but it's also like they're releasing it in a weird retail form as well as digitally which is good because it gives them reach but it's 20 bucks which i know a lot of people have a problem with
1: also the retail version is 40
2: yeah, because it comes with the season pass, which is like a year of DLC, and it's six packs, and it's a ton of tracks, and characters, and skins, and bike items, and all that
1: shit. And it doesn't feel finished. It feels like it came out sort of half-assed and not done. Because like, of the what? multiplayer or because of something well, else? Well, first of all, if the multiplayer is on the main menu and it's grayed out, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, uh, just don't have it there. Second of all, uh, both next-gen versions had fairly large patches. Oh, yeah, maybe uh, on patches. Day one.
0: That I haven't experienced any of the performance issues.
1: Are you on... You're on It'll PS4, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, the PlayStation 4, from what Russ Freshtick, who reviewed it first, told me, it doesn't have performance issues. It has really bad texture pop-in.
2: Oh, yeah. Every time like, you restart, the track is like, oh, shit, were you going to look at this? For for like, not bad for a second. Like, I don't know. Sure.
1: Which is still weird for this kind of game. I, yeah. I just that there that there were any like technical issues on either platform for this kind of game is a little weird because um, it doesn't really seem like it's doing much more from a visual perspective than Trials Evolution was.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, yeah, I can't really speak to that. But, I mean, basically, the bottom line is it's more Trials. That's all it is. Right. Like, there's nothing... There's no additional stuff there that's like, really special besides the trick mechanics that we talked a little bit about, which in themselves aren't really all that special, but for me, it's something to play on my next-gen consoles.
2: Yeah, and I mean, trials games are fun. trials games are fun. The track design is typically pretty good. I like what I've played so far. I mean, it's more Uh, trials. I have a hard time complaining about that.
0: Yeah, and the mobile one's pretty good, too, although I will say that while the touch controls are pretty good, it just doesn't have... It never will have that exact same feel as as using an
2: analog stick. It's definitely simplified. It feels a lot more like Moto Heroes, which was Red Lynx's other non-Ubi... I think it was non-UbiSoft. It was basically Trials, but you played a little Monster Truck. Um, My biggest problem with it has less to do with the controls, which I'm willing to tolerate, and more to do with the structure. It just feels super rigid. Um,
0: Yeah, well, and it makes... It forces you to... The mobile one forces you to repeat levels... Over and over yeah.
2: and over. Oh, cool! Just, you did a backflip here. Now come back in five minutes after you do two more races, and then do a front flip, and then you get more gold, which you can use to upgrade your bike in a very linear fashion. Like you can upgrade yeah. when we tell you can, because you're going to get X amount of money to spend on it, and then we're going to make you spend all of it on this particular upgrade via a text talky fucking garbage head talking head conversation. That I just stop. Just don't do that. Just don't waste my time.
1: I kind of. So this game was worked on uh, in conjunction with U- Ubisoft Shanghai and Ubisoft Kiev. Yep. Which kind of makes me wonder how much Red Links actually worked. <sighs> the on mobile ones? You mean? No, no. The oh, fusion. both. Wow. Was worked on by Ubisoft Shanghai and Kiev. I guess did the PC
0: port that's hmm. not out for a couple of weeks. Okay. Maybe a week. Or maybe that Shanghai did like the one of the console ports or something. Yeah. too.
2: Or Shanghai like made them assets while they designed tracks or something.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, Um,
1: That's just weird that I didn't think Red Links is. Did Ubisoft. Ubisoft bought Red Links, didn't they? Yeah, like when you start the game, it says Red Links at Ubisoft Studio. I guess that makes sense then, because Ubisoft can never just have one studio work on anything. No.
0: Get it out fast! Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go fast! Um, Yeah, I don't know. Both of those games are fun, and I mean, the free to play one, you can at least try it and decide if you hate the free to play mechanics, but. Yeah, it's but free. The fusion I will say it is it is even I uh, who likes trials, when I saw twenty bucks, I was like, twenty bucks? It's the most expensive trials game yet. So,
1: <laughs> it's the most next gen anthem. Yeah,
0: well I f- and I felt like I was in the future. So
1: Because in the future everything costs more.
0: No, everything's a combination of man, machine. Man, <laughs> <The> future machine. <laughs> future. Um uh, I, i've been enjoying that and then i've also been uh i played some south park i'm like five hours into it i i will say it's the first game that's gotten me to play a lot of hours of like a jrpg style like attack thing or one of the first games like because it does have that sort of combat also is it
1: jrpg style i thought it was like western RPG it is style. it is
2: straight up beat for beat
0: paper mario oh, oh yeah 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 yeah, where it's like you know, hit, hit, hit to defend, 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 hit, hit, hit to do your attacks and search <clears> for <throat> bonus damage. It is very much Paper Mario. Um, so it's
1: an actiony, turn based. kind yeah. of Yeah,
0: but but as many people have said, it is if you enjoy the humor of South Park, they've the game definitely nails it and the visual aesthetic. You know, I'm not saying that it's necessarily oh my god great looking. It's it just, remarkably it looks, consistent. But it, looks, it looks like you're playing an episode of the show. Like it, it is very good at nailing that. And if you are at all familiar with the show, it goes through a lot of tropes, but not even necessarily ones that are tired. Like, I just feel that every so often in that show, in the game, not show, in the game as I'm playing it, I I am surprised by the things that they're able to do, you know, and, and how well it feels like it is a South Park game that isn't just like stupidly shoehorned in the way that the Nintendo 64 one was that that one felt really stupid and did you matted. play scott
1: tenerman's revenge
0: Ugh. i did i did not oh man
1: what a
2: waste of time
1: uh go go tower defense play was good
2: yeah i actually really wanted to play more of that game than i did and you didn't because
1: a million was that 2008 yeah. oh god oh. i think it was like so many good games came out in 2008 that there's no way that you would have time to play that too busy playing Fallout, or Mirror's Edge, or fucking Halo DST, Left 4 Dead. Yeah. What a good time. Ow, Dead Space. But wait, you weren't playing Dead Space, because you were a heretic then. I
0: know, I was playing it, I just wasn't liking it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a miracle that the South Park game ever actually came out. You yes. Know, but... It, I haven't encountered any of the stereotypical bugs that you would expect from the I was studio. About to ask. You
2: mean like the bugs that broke the game and made it so I can't proceed?
0: Yeah, sure. Like that's the thing. That's the thing is I know that other people have totally had that happen, so I'm kind of wondering like when their shoes going to fall for me. But so far, nothing so far, and I've been enjoying it. But
1: give it time. <sighs> you still got plenty of time for the game
0: to break. Yeah. Yeah that's the thing because I understand it's not too long if you just do all the story content so. I think
1: it's like 12 to 16 hours is what I've heard
0: uh, somewhere that's in good. there yeah it's, uh, yeah I don't really I would prefer I don't have time to go through really lengthy things as of late so and then of course you know I've been doing all the other standard fare things for lately which is you know, Titanfall etc cetera, etc cetera. I, I
1: finally played Titanfall for the first time in like a week and a half today while I was testing a capture card and god I still love that game yeah and it's good it. did you finish infamous no yeah I didn't either
0: yeah I need to finish that too
1: we should do that this weekend Anthony you need to or feel like you should I never will
0: I really want to I, do I, too. I was enjoying it I just got caught up doing other things trying other games so and yeah. I haven't seen anything really awesome coming out lately for my PC that I haven't like anything awesomely unique so. You can play Dota. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh my God! Do you want to play Dota with us tonight? <sighs> yes. No, he doesn't. Hey, oh, side note: we should start playing
1: some Heroes of the Storm. Uh, I should be in that alpha this week. Okay, but we I, can't talk about it. That's fine. I just like we should just play it.
0: I if I was in Heroes of the Storm, I would totally play it with you.
1: You, but you can be in Dota and play that with us. That's
0: true. That's true. Ah. You played Lol. Yeah, and you've played Dota with me. I know, but I wanted to play... I want to play i trying to convince with,
1: someone to play Dota. What the fuck right? is going on? You've become I a, a real man. Play. I'm so happy with, uh, about all of this. You're going to leave the house, and I'm just going to throw myself into a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and immolate.
0: Arthur, I want to know, though, because I've been spending a lot more time with my, my eye devices, uh-huh. like the way Mitch is right now, instead of listening, um, that... <laughs> that uh, I i was only three though he got a
1: new iphone so he's oh. he got updating today, all my shit so he's allowed to Ugh. be infatuated with it today also oh, trials okay.
0: uh but i was curious though in all seriousness if that hitman game is any good
1: so um do you know what it is
0: yeah i've oh. seen i've seen a a short video that someone posted when it had like a soft release in a foreign country did it I
1: didn't realize that it had. Yeah, it was like a week ago. Um, Originally, it's supposed to come out on the 17th, and now it's coming out tonight, which is the 16th at midnight, and they moved the embargo from the 17th to today, which obviously I didn't hit. Um,
0: It's like a tabletop game almost looking. So the way it's
1: presented is like a series of board games um, that are set up like... It's almost like Settlers of Catan or something like that. It's like kits that are aligned modularly to, to make these little levels. Right. Um, and so there's no dialogue and no text. There's okay. only music and each each section of a level is a diorama. Um, so there's like this grid that you can take that you can take turns on and move ar- along. And if you hit a guard or a person from behind, you kill them but if a guard or person walks into you, they kill you.
0: Right. It almost seems like it has like elements of a slide puzzle. Yeah. Cause you're, it is like a track and as you move, they move. It's except very much like, like that. Except you have to learn their patrol path so that you know, like if I, if I make this move within four moves, I'll be facing their back. If I do it within five though, they'll be facing me. So, so.
1: it starts out where it's pretty simple and like those routes are static. Um, and you just move along and you kill people when you get to the, the exit, but it slowly starts adding more wrinkles like, Oh, well there are more guards here and Oh, well this one is facing this way. Oh, well these two guards are, have, uh, a predetermined, pre-det- uh, patrol path, but one's one's path is shorter than the other. So he finishes his patrol before the other. And so it's constantly changing where people are from move to move. Um, then it adds uh distraction devices uh. which you use to try to move the guards in different directions uh then it adds trap doors uh which you can use to teleport from one to the other, um, which takes a move um and that's that's all I've seen so far because like i'm only I'm on the second board um, okay, but it gets pretty hard um. Like I've definitely had to do stuff over and over again. And also there are multiple um, objectives in each mit in each match or each each board. Like you you beat it quote when you get to the exit. But OK, like a secondary objective is getting the briefcase or not killing anyone or finishing a certain amount of turns. OK, and the likelihood of you getting all of those things in one shot
0: is really, really low right so that's where it almost it basically is just a logic puzzle at that point figuring out the perfect way to move through the board with like the fewest amount of moves that will allow you to do that without fucking anything up
1: right and so at this like basic sort of conceptual level it's very like it feels Hitmany is what I, I was telling uh, Mitch earlier like there is a definite sort of sense of cat and mouse of finding a route of warning patrols um and that that is very evocative of hitman the the separation though is that it really doesn't feel like there are a ton of routes that you can take like the improvisation that has defined hitman in a lot of ways is it hasn't really been in the game so far and it still could be like i still have like five boards to play uh as well as um the final board of the game is Curtains Down, which is a variation of the opera level from Blood Money, I Ooh. think.
0: Oh man, that's like one of the best yeah. best levels in that game.
1: Um. So, but you have to play through everything else to get there. Uh, so, I'm enjoying it so far. It's gotten pretty hard already and um, I wonder how much frustration is going to play. But it looks great. Like, the the board game figure motif works really really well and the music is fun and the sound effects are good and it's really easy to restart a map to try it again um and it's five bucks
0: okay i think i'll try it sounds like it may be like the the type of thing you know bus rides sort of knock knock a couple levels out um game it
1: is. It does have one of my pet peeves for iPad games uh, that I've developed from the few that i played, which is that if you have the ringer muted, the sound is off. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. Unless you have headphones plugged in. Um, right. But anyway, so yeah. And also I played some FTL on iPad while I was uh, on the plane to PAX. <sighs> so good. It's not... I, I, I still think PC and Mac is sure, a better but, place but, to but play. Sure, but I do
0: think, though, that they've they've put in enough of the way that you can, like blow up your ship and then zoom your ship down while blowing up the enemy ship for targeting. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they thought about the fact that screen real estate is more limited so that you need to be able to bring certain things into larger focus to yeah. be able to
1: stuff is appropriately smushed and that's fine. But stuff like beam weapons doesn't like it's really hard to get a, a beam weapon laid across rooms the way that I want them to, because I'm really meticulous about that to hit as many rooms as possible
0: right so you want to you want to end with your fingertip it's hard to do the exact corner
1: exactly um but yeah it's it's good but i i deleted threes off my ipad i might delete ftl off my ipad and once i'm done with hitman i'll probably delete that off my ipad because i'm actually not happy with how it's sort of disrupted my my book reading like the times that i was using to read like i ended up playing threes instead like instead of reading on the toilet i was playing threes on the toilet (laughs) uh and stuff like that so i'm I'm probably gonna gonna delete all that shit off my
0: Mm, not a bad call yeah i don't know i understand how that can be
1: um so we went to pax that was a good show um we can talk about what we both played which Mm -hmm. is we played a new build of evolve we did uh and we both played the monster
2: we did um they changed the way the monster evolves. So before,
1: I think that you just had all the powers. No.
2: Right? So you, when you started, you picked two, and there are four. So there's the rock throw, the fire, breathing, the pounce, and the charge.
1: So this is, uh, there are going to be multiple monsters in Evolve, and this is Goliath. Goliath.
2: Um, he's the only one they've shown. You've definitely, if you've seen a video of Evolve, like it's that That's Goliath. dragon-y gorilla thing. Um, it's the relic. Yeah. Yeah, so you would pick two, and then you, as Goliath, you would kill mo- uh, monsters in the area, eat them, reach a point where you are fed enough to sec- seclude... Your- sequester? That's the word I'm looking for. To sequester away and evolve, at which point right. you would unlock another skill. You'd say, okay, now... I had charge and I had pounce, but now I want fire breathing. And they you don't do show that.
0: you evolve, right? You just turn into an egg? No, no it, it, there's so like they, a cocoon
1: thing.
2: Yeah, there used to be a cocoon, but now he kind of just hunkers down and shit just starts popping out of him. Um, okay, I
0: was, I was wondering about how they handled the visual aspect
2: yeah, of it. Yeah, you know? there's, so there's a bunch of minor improvements to the animations in the build we played this time. Like, when you get tethered, instead of him just doing that animation where he moves his shoulders like he's being pulled, he'll reach back and like slap at his back and try and turn around to slap at it. Like that's the visual signature that you need to actually turn around and hit this thing. Um
0: but I yeah n- so they probably responded to feedback that they were right. like I couldn't tell I was tethered or yeah, so, because it used
1: to be really shitty. So now the thing is you have four powers and you start with three points that you can put in your powers. Uh each power maxes out at three currently. Yeah. So theoretically you could start with three beginner versions of powers or you could max something out or you could do two slots in one and one slot yeah. another hmm. um so and then over time i think you get three points for each stage. yeah i think it's three
2: per stage i don't think you can you max everything out like by no. the end are you maxed out
1: no see so you can't get you can't max out every power right, but you okay. can have every power by the if you yeah. if you hit stage three gotcha uh, of your evolution so One of the the things that I think is interesting having played this that I don't know that I I heard you pick up on is that as the monster, uh, you have armor and you have health. Um, And so when you start the match, as like a stage one monster. You've got armor, a full armor and full health. And when you evolve, your armor is gone. Interesting. Like you need to eat more enemies to get your armor. Back. Oh, I
2: didn't notice that. Was that always there?
1: I don't know. Okay. Uh, uh, so there's like this interesting dynamic where you become more powerful. Yes. But you also take away, uh, the armor and you need to recover that before it's really safe to wait in and fight again. Yeah. Um, and also like, it's really important that you find a safe place to evolve because it puts you like it incapacitates you.
0: How safe can you really be though, right? Because they can they can track you, right? Yes. Yes, but,
2: but if you play like me, which is if you play the long con, they can never fucking find you,
1: right? So, and and I'll get to that where I, which I actually think might be a problem. Um, so, Goliath can climb almost any surface, mm-hmm. uh, and like the first time I evolved in the match that I played, uh, I climbed up a canyon thing that none of them saw, and then I I was basically evolving with all of them on the ground down below me and not being able to see me and like, not just like oh they were off in the distance like they were literally i could see all through all four of them on the screen as i was evolving
2: when you evolve though you like goliath starts screaming because like spikes are popping out of his skin so he's kind of freaking out um that's and what that, i was
0: to say so they can hear you right? right they can
2: absolutely
1: hear you when you evolve but if but as goliath like you have such an advantage with where you can get to that it almost doesn't matter.
2: And the other big thing, like what I'm getting at and what I do, is I play pretty stealthily. So when you crouch, uh, your screen like goes a little more black and white. It's almost like a Splinter Cell Conviction thing. Um, You move at about 75% slower speed. Like you go really slow. Uh, Your attack range, like your basic melee range is about halved. So, when you but reach out, you can't up, be tracked, right? But you can't be tracked. Uh, and, and, like, your footprints disappear. So, what I do when I t- spawn in as a monster is I immediately crouch and then leap into any direction and then crouch again and leap into any direction and then just start climbing. Because by I then, it, by the time they can possibly find my footsteps, I'm probably long gone. Uh, the other thing is, if you're crouching, you don't set off any triggers like birds. So normally what would happen is that you would walk right. by a cluster of birds and they would fly off in the distance because you alerted them or you spooked them. And that would trigger something with the trapper who's like, oh, shit, some birds just moved off over there. We should go over there. And that signals to everybody that oh, the monster is 100% over there. Right.
1: But you can also do, like, tricks. You can trick the hunters. Like, you can walk in circles. Or you can walk backwards. Or you can
2: throw a rock at birds across the map.
1: Yeah. Um, so the... I didn't the hunters didn't find me until after I evolved for the first time and the only reason they found me is because they were down below me and I jumped on top of them and mm. and knocked yeah. two of them down and then charged another one and knocked them down and then ran away uh and went about evolving to stage three
0: well, I was um, is the map that you plan I imagine it's it's the same map, right? Like I mean they There's I'm sure there's, there's multiple more,
1: maps, but the but, one but this is,
0: yeah, the one. layout of it's the same. And so I'm wondering then could they also track the monster by being like, "Oh, this is where that herd of animals he'll need hangs out. We should hang no, out by because here." Because there are
1: monsters all over. Okay. Um and also uh another thing, when you start the match as a monster, you pick a perk, and if you find a red creature on the map and eat it, it gives you an additional perk.
2: Those fuckers are hard to kill
1: though no they're not not when you're stage three yeah Um, three is really hard to get to though so the the problem as i see it for now is so after that first encounter that i had with the hunters uh i ran and leveled up to stage three and once you hit stage three as a monster a generator pops up and as the creature it's your job to destroy that generator and if you destroy that generator you win uh oh wait
0: that's interesting okay sorry sorry for my ignorance but i i thought it was a can you also win by killing the team? Yes. Like, yes. be if you team
1: or. wipe them, like if all if four you, of them die If you team wipe them, you can win but if one of them gets away like everyone respawns at the same time mm. And, and they it's can like do two it minutes later th- They can do it up to three times um, okay. So I ran to the generator and started destroying it and I had gotten so far ahead that they couldn't find me hmm. um, and once you start destroying the generator it tells them, but if they're okay. too far away there's nothing they can do so eventually I just stopped attacking the generator because like I had, they had waited in line for five hours to play this game <laughs> and you were just
0: gonna, yeah, And I was
1: like, screw them over. no. And, 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 well, yeah. And I was like, well, first of all, I don't want to have like come to play this game only to play for like five minutes and then finish and not do anything. So I'm going to wait for them. And also it seems shitty to take that away from them. So I stopped attacking the, the generator and just waited for them. Uh, And then when they got there, I fucking creamed them like. (laughs) uh, Yeah, because you would think that having the monster in an enclosed space would be beneficial to the hunters, but not so much.
2: God, Man, that's exactly like. So I did this thing where I played against four IGN fans and the match itself lasted like three minutes. And that's fucked up. Yeah, because I basically just landed stealth, ate everything, evolved, found them. They set up the mobile arena, which is like the trapper can lay down this beacon that right. causes a dome like a to shield. appear over. Yeah, and it's like however many y- like fifty by fifty yards. Um, and at that point, there it's like the situation like you're, I'm not stuck in here with you. You're in here with me, kind of thing. Yeah, where they're fucked because they have nowhere to go. Like they can't escape when I take out half their team.
1: Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it seems like, and Left 4 Dead struggled with this too, like there were times where teams would become so phenomenally mismatched that it wouldn't be fun at all that
0: right, asymmetrical multiplayer is hard for it, that it's reason. really
1: really yeah. hard and I, I guess four versus one makes that a little easier but it seems like having only played one game and watched some other games be played you have to fuck up pretty bad as the monster and play pretty stupidly as the monster to let them get that much of a drop on you Yeah, that's,
0: inter- that's interesting too though because uh That's kind of a flip-flop from the way it was when Mitch played it like a month and a half ago or something. Remember, Mitch? And you said you were the only person that was effective as the monster.
2: Yeah, we wiped the monster every other time. What I'm wondering is, like, if you, me, Anthony, and whoever else played four players, and, like, we played played the human classes, would we be having this conversation from the human perspective? Like, would we have just obliterated this monster because we're good at shooters, we're coordinated together, we talk, like, whatever... Things coalesce to make us go, oh, like we won. Like if we had won, would we would we be having the know. same conversation? Um,
1: I do feel. I also feel like giving the monster a way out that doesn't involve killing the players is a mistake. Uh, I think that that should be what the monster has to do, and maybe the players should have a way to finish the level that doesn't involve killing the monster.
2: Yeah, I would. I would agree with that.
1: Um, and also, there's not. I don't think there's progression for the human characters. Like they just have their weapons it. and yeah, that's it. I think whatever that, they bring is what they have. That kind of that kind of sucks. Like the, one of the coolest parts of the monster is the fact that he's evolving. Um, sure, and, but the
2: other coolest parts about the humans are like I have a shield on you and you're healing Anthony and Anthony's calling in an orbital strike.
1: Right, but with the monster, it creates like this. It there's a it doesn't create. There is a sense of progression, and with the humans, yeah. I don't know that there is.
0: I was gonna say, well, the humans feel like uh, like not having a play, but I'm saying like the way it's oriented seems like that playing them is almost like doing like a raid in an MMO. Sure. You're doing a dungeon raid and the four of you have your very specific roles and the other guy's playing like a MOBA where he is getting that progression where he's like, I'm going to put a point into this, point into this. Now I'm fucking badass. Now I'm an awesome tank, you know, like
2: That's really interesting because I when I spoke with them, like we had the the MOBA conversation because you know, hey, four characters all with different roles and all these different skills feels kind of like a MOBA, right? But I never thought about it from the monster's perspective. Um, and to your point, Arthur, like, I actually really like the way the human side is structured because, no, there's no progression, but what you have is four classes, each with, like, the way it's going to work is, you know, the medic class has what's-her-face right now, whatever that character's name is, but then they're also going to be, like, who knows however many other medics with different, different... No, that's how it... Like, that is how it works. Right.
1: Well, I mean, like, we don't know if they're cosmetic or if they have different powers. No, they have or... different weapons. They have different perks. And, but,
2: like, they are unique to that character because about... when, they, when they started... They had, okay, this is the medic class, and these are the 30 different items that you can equip. But it didn't make sense, because people would gravitate toward specific builds. So they started separating it out, saying, okay, this medic gets this particular medic gun, and this particular weapon, and this particular skill. And that like that is that build. That is this person. I
1: just think that like you bring up the MOBA comparison, and it's valid, but the thing with the MOBA comparison is that uh, part of Dota's appeal is the sort of arc that you see with your character every Oh, yeah, game. no, and,
2: like, my MOBA comparison has nothing to do with that. It's more, more about, but, like, unique characters.
1: But the thing is, like, in a MOBA, it's fun to move your character around. It's fun to play intelligently and win yeah. battles. But, like, there is the, the in, inherent sort of progress and reward for every battle, like, adds a reason to do it.
2: Did you feel like that was missing from Left 4 Dead?
1: Um, I think that well i mean there is that in left for dead though because you get different weapons and you eventually you get more tiers of weapons and there their holdout moments sure but there is, i wouldn't I necessarily like call more, that
2: progress so much as i oh shit like i'm out of ammo and i found this gun i guess i'll use it
1: right but there's also resources to manage like there is a a arc that is present in left for dead levels that is not present and evolve right now like the monster is is everything The monster is the holdout event. The monster is the progression. The monster is the arc, Um, and that's fun for the monster. But for the, I don't know how fun that is for the players.
2: Man, I love playing humans. I had no, I like that never came up for me because it all happens so quickly. Like you have such a focus on taking down like this one thing. And maybe that's a problem long term but like short term having played a few matches being it being like okay we landed cool let's work together to take down goliath that's literally all we care about i'm not thinking about man i really wish that i, I just, had better bullets
1: but like you're talking about for the human side it's a very sort of oh, fuck you skype <laughs> uh it's a very sort of traditional uh shooter structure and multiplayer shooters now have progression like that's what they have they have to have progression
2: i I don't know i just feel like the interplay of the skills is the appealing thing with humans you should wait till you play humans because when like i am using a shield to protect you and you're throwing down an orbital strike and somebody's healing you and they're like you're tracking the monster because the sniper shot a tranquilizer into it and it's a tracer
1: I'm not saying that the game sucks or that it's broken. I'm saying right now it's a concern that the human players, first of all, get r- got ran all over by lots of you know, but Sure, but
2: you're basing this on one match, having right. played one side. But it's
1: not just playing one match. It's playing one match and then watching other matches and then watching videos of it. It seems like it's easy for the, the monster to run rampant over the humans and that the humans' variety is not... It, it's just not... It's nowhere near comparable to the sort of variation of experience that you get with the monster Um, that said the game's not out for a while yep they have
2: time to balance this and like they're almost certainly aware of whatever issues that people
1: have with it I don't Well, no, that's not necessarily true I mean they're playtesting the shit out of it
0: I'm sure PAX was a big Yeah, it it was a big focus testing thing. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Also, like if you see me in line of packs, if you if you are waiting in line with people in packs and you're gonna play a multiplayer demo, don't look to the guy to your left and say, "We look forward to destroying you." (laughs) Don't
2: do it. Did the dude say that to you? Yes. And then you fucking
1: troll them. We are honored to have the opportunity to destroy you or something like that. And I'm like, really? All right.
0: Well, that was their goal.
1: It was their goal. It was just weird shit talking. <laughs> it did not work out the way that they expected. Um, but I like it. I like it a lot. Also, it's, I haven't seen a next gen game running cry engine three until now. That was game kind of interesting. Real good. It does. And the thing about cry engine three is that like the sort of skeletal muscular structures. Rise, right? I was going to say you played rise, right? Rises, is, rises, is, uh, engine three, but that's a cry tech game and its first party. And also you don't, cheating. I don't know. And I didn't play very much of it. Uh, But seeing a non Crytek game use CryEngine is interesting. Because it's been a long time since I've seen anything like that. Um, But it looks really cool. I also saw Borderlands, the pre-sequel. I don't know if you saw that demo. Sure did. That sure looks like Borderlands. Sure does. With low gravity. Sure does. And oxygen.
2: Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff in there is interesting, right? Like, you have these oxygen sections in the map that you can use to refill your o2 which you use not only for you know breathing on the moon but uh your jetpack so it's an interesting e- economical balance there uh in terms of like okay navigation benefits sacrifices survival that's kind of
0: cool um but overall man yeah that sure looks like a borderlands it's funny because i read a pre- i read a preview on ign period com <laughs> and it was like up oh, just in case you were thinking this seems like it's just more borderlands dlc here's all the reasons it's not and i read all the reasons it's not and then i was like sounds like more borderlands dlc yeah <laughs> so which yeah. hey
1: i mean like it's i'm mean, that's not to say it's gonna be bad sure. and it's a new no, i
0: just i just didn't think it needed it doesn't sound like a retail release to me sure i mean it might be like a
2: smaller scale thing i mean they say it's the size wise it's between borderlands one and borderlands two um
1: borderlands uh, two was too long correct um Signed someone who had to review it in a week, uh, Yikes. but uh, I don't know. It could be fun. It's a new team. I'm curious to see what someone else does with it. I'm surprised that Gearbox gave Two K permission to make a Borderlands game.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, they also they also enjoy money.
1: True. So, so does Two K, and Borderlands Two sold a lot of copies. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: I mean, in the Borderlands Two DLC ended this week. The last of it came out now. Eighteen months after
0: that goddamn game came out
1: i think that's the most shooter dlc i've ever seen oh totally that was like burnout paradise levels of consistency
0: yeah Uh, they were definitely really good about that and in general a lot of it was always pretty good so especially like even the original borderline stuff was all pretty awesome um
1: trying to think if there's anything else
0: nothing else you guys played at pax stood out i mean wasn't a lot of stuff
1: well uh, you played the evil within finally uh, we saw the evil within oh you saw it I yeah so we
0: it. saw the
2: evil
1: within and so we sit down and there are two demos i understand that you were really enjoyed what you saw of the evil
2: yeah within. ign as a whole really enjoyed seeing the evil within um just kidding all four of us thought it was really weak so we went into this and obviously like this is the, ne- the next game from shinji mikami he's the guy who made resident evil he made resident evil 4 um, this is a dude who knows his shit, he knows what he's doing, and this is basically... Or does he? This is basically his game that is, okay, what if we made it play kind of like Resident Evil, but aesthetically, it's kind of Silent Hill. And every horror video game fan in the world is like, yep, that's brilliant, let's do that. Uh, and there are parts of it that are really cool. Like, the second demo we saw was this, like, underground prison vault... And it's really pretty and ominous, and the atmosphere is fucking killer. There's this fog on the ground coming out of it, and it's all weird and spooky, and like very, you know, it's a psychological horror, so you don't really know, like, all right, am I seeing some shit that is just going on in this dude's head, or what? And the lighting is really nice, and the music is like really, you know, very appropriate. And this, the, I don't know if you guys have seen this enemy, the Safe Head guy, whatever, Box yeah. Head. He's got a Safe for a face, and he's a giant butcher, and he's got this giant cleaver, and he looks spooky as shit. Uh, this dude appears and he literally appears like a ghost would where the box appears out of nowhere fades into existence moves up and then he just kind of manifests around it Uh, and he's this menacing force that basically causes you to begin a pursuit where you just need to fucking run away that said he's kind of a solvable problem because and this might be because it's a demo but I'm kind of of two minds about it the dude in the game Sebastian the main character has this like incredible arsenal of weapons Uh, which might just be for a demo, you'd think, just to show off how all the weapons work. That said, of the eight weapons that dude had equipped or whatever, they used two, a pistol and a crossbow with, like, explosive bolts. Uh, Okay. So they could freeze him and they could blow him up or whatever, but also, like, the magnum takes him down in, like, four or five shots.
0: Uh, Yeah. I have to imagine a lot of that was just demo. Like, they didn't want to take a chance with the demo person dying or something like that. So I'm curious, because aesthetically, when I see it, I'm like, okay, when I see the camera angle and stuff, it's Resident Evil. Yeah. But when I look at the art and whatnot, I'm like, it's like a modern day Silent Hill. Yeah. With like stuff like that weird box head guy who's yeah. like head is covered in barbed wire, and you're like, that sort of fucked up weird, like really dark shit is like very like callback to Silent Hill yeah.
2: in a way to me. Make- and that works. Like that stuff is really good. The problem comes into play in this particular demo, like the underground prisony thing, like You kill this thing, and it falls over dead, and everything is good. You move to the next room, and then he appears again. And you can either kill him again, or you can run through a door and close the door on him, and he can't get through. Okay, great. Proceed to objective. Oh, he appears again. And it just keeps happening. This happens like four or five times. Like, this one enemy who you're running away from starts to become this weird joke because he just keeps appearing. Like, all right, I guess we're doing this again. It's like a fucking Benny Hill skit
0: well sure i knew that there was like i mean if you remember in dead space 2 i had a little bit of that was that two they had that going on with that bot that one it like necromorph that would. that be was the dude limbs. like
2: right at the end he was the invincible necromorph
1: oh, fuck that thing they're, are you, they're in dead Ra- they're in dead space 3 too
2: yeah um re4 had some of that too like halfway through or uh, like three quarters of the way through the game you run into the regenerators who oh. they are those characters and if you do not have like the thermal scope you can't See where their heart is, and you can't really kill them. Um, so well, they kind even of
0: like as old as like the old Resident Evil games, where they had the guy that was like Nemesis. Nemesis. Yeah, you
2: know. but this—I mean—it really does feel like Nemesis in this thing, like this persistent stalker. But it stops becoming effective when it is all that is happening. Um, anyway, this demo, like it just kind of repeats itself, and the scares just kind of vanish because. It's all, like, that's all there is. Granted, this is like a vertical slice. It's a section of a game. Give it the benefit of the doubt, blah, blah, blah. That said, like, this is what they showed. This is what they showed us. This is the reaction we had. I don't think it's unfair to say, like, yeah, it's really fucking weird that, you know, this is kind of recycled horror. Fuck off, cat. These kind of recycled horror scares and a giant arsenal of weapons are available to this character. Like, that's what you showed. If you don't want me to think that that's what your game is, don't show that
1: i mean vertical slices are supposed to be indicative of like the game yeah uh what are the chances that game comes out on time i, so time I was gonna to
2: say is? because uh, i think it's just fall right now okay i was gonna say that because people are like well it's it has a few months and it's like okay two things are gonna happen one of two things I mean, is gonna like, happen
1: even money says that currently they're hoping for a halloween release sure for that game and what which is a th- super crowded month
2: already fucking for real um, but one of two things is going to happen. One, it's going to get delayed and it's not going to make its intended release. Or two, it's going to release with a lot of problems because everyone just says, like, "Wow, they've got time to fix it." There are fundamental issues in this game that just kind of rob it of its uh, any kind of fear that it could project onto a person. For me, and like I have not been sh- shy about saying this on the show, like I am a coward. I find horror games terrifying, uh, which apparently the internet thought was ammunition to use against me to be like you don't know what you're talking about like all right i play shit's on horror games silent hill 2 is one of my favorite games ever just don't
1: well,
2: let's not say the internet let's say idiots on the internet. idiots on the internet people who are being dicks to me on twitter more specifically um there were a lot of people who were like man like did not expect this but i'm glad that this perspective exists so those people are wonderful uh where was i going oh so the, the other demo is actually the more kind of questionable one to me because it's a generic-looking city where there are zombies and you can kill them very easily, and there's really lame stealth sections, and you have very high-powered weaponry, weaponry at your disposal, and a lot of it, and seemingly a lot of ammunition, and maybe resource gathering, and you know constraints like that will play into play in the actual version of the or the final release of the game, but like that was not in the game that I saw.
0: The other so problem, are you not? So is the, is that kind of what didn't make it scary to you? Then was it felt like more like? Because what you're describing isn't, like, Silent Hill scary, it's RE5, you know what I mean? Just like Yeah, fight.
2: right, like, it's like, oh, there's fucked up stuff happening, but I can take care of it. Yeah. Whereas, like, Resident Evil and Silent Hill typically have a powerlessness to it that makes you go, like, oh shit, like, I'm gonna panic, I'm not able to do this, I got away just in time, woo, okay. Um, but my major concern with this is that the main character just doesn't respond to anything that's happening around him at all he never expresses any kind of fear he never says anything about the fucked up stuff that's happening which is
1: a resident evil thing like if we're if we're being totally honest sure like there's never been a resident evil game where the character reacted to what was going on around them
2: yeah i mean but shit would happen to leon like the quick time event stuff with leon would be like oh man like a thing is attacking me and leon like he looks like he's afraid and he's mm. fighting back or whatever like just I
1: think you should replay those games. Because, I mean I replayed RE4 like a month ago. Right and he almost never reacts like there's some voice stuff but like the the minute to minute combat stuff that's not a Oh sure
2: yeah I mean but uh, so this is the problem is that most people on the internet who hated everything I wrote about that game said oh you don't like that he's a silent protagonist what about Dead Space? Or Resident Evil Four. It's like, all oh, right, well, those games have other things going for them.
1: When also Isaac screams at every yeah. opportunity. Yeah,
2: Isaac freaks out. Isaac, like, you can hear Isaac's heartbeat accelerate. You can hear him breathing heavily. Like those things it's not him it's like when i ask for a reaction i'm not saying i need the character to go i'm scared of the thing that like it's not that i don't need him to verbalize it i just need some kind of emotive reaction
1: there's and in dead space there is a real visceral no pun intended sense of of reaction to horrifying shit totally
2: agree and like he will get grabbed and he'll freak out and like panic like there is a sense that this dude is afraid of the things in the world and that does not exist in the evil within
1: well also like there is almost always the very real possibility that you, you can get killed quickly sure in dead space yeah um and that does not appear to be the, the case way, here yeah.
2: yeah i mean the it, and this was uh, again like this is a demo it's a very small portion of the game but the section they showed didn't appear to inter- be interesting to me because that's sebastian would crouch he'd walk through a whole fence, and he would stab an enemy who had no interest in the his existence at all in the rare case that he got caught enemies would chase him through a funneled hallway, he'd bust out a shotgun and blow them away. Like, it just seemed really simple and
0: that's really not like a horror cause, game. Because the way they originally sort of like, uh, announced it and described it was it was gonna be like a hardcore scary, scary game. Like, that's what they really wanted. Yeah. Scary. Not action scary. You know, so... What yeah. you're describing more feels just like some of the things that maybe people disliked about Dead Space 3 and stuff. You know, the increasing tilt towards yeah. And I, I mean I liked that about Dead Space 3 I combat and stuff rather than Sure. I thought Dead Space Three is an awesome cop game.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I I'm still interested, like I am off put by this demo. Like this particular demo made me go, Holy shit, like maybe this game just isn't what I thought it was and I don't like what it's doing. But I don't know. Maybe it is one of those situations where they're showing a version of the game for the express purpose of showing you look, we have a shit ton of guns and we have all this it's garbage like i don't know oh, I don't which know. seems
1: to miss the point
2: exactly like everything about it just seems to fail to understand what horror is and that's really disappointing to me
0: well, ign.com <laughs> some <laughs> idiot on the internet mitch dyer correct
1: well that's i mean i hope that they get their shit together i just again like my me concern too. last week was that did they learn the wrong lessons from, Re- from Resident Evil 4's success? Well, Capcom and, did. And all of this sounds like Mikami learned the wrong lessons. Like, Yeah. But,
2: like, aesthetically, yeah. he's fucking nailing it. It's so pretty. And, like, the art direction Which is... interesting, because I
1: haven't heard that before. <sighs> like, I haven't heard anyone say anything nice about the way that it looked. I mean, until it's got some,
2: like, acts. fucked up looking stuff. Like, I don't know. This might be a really... <sighs> I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for saying this, but, like, a lot of Japanese games have a certain look to them that is just not very good. Like, environments just don't tend to have... Simple. Yeah, it's just, like, characters look kind of flat a lot of the time. And that's definitely the case here. But there are certain smaller details that make you just go, like, wow, that looks really good. Or some of the lighting just happens to look really nice and give, like, just creates a nice atmosphere that is definitely evocative of really incredible horror. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. The stuff that is in that game seems to not align with everything else it's accomplishing. Well, Welp. And there's your downer of the week. Welp out of ten.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't any, like, uh, indie mega booth stuff or something. I don't know. I mean,
2: we could definitely talk about Not a Hero and Below and Transistor and... But, uh, like,
1: we don't need to because Transistor will be out in a month. Yep.
2: Child oh, of Light's way. out soon, that game's also really good uh, Super Time Force will be out in like a
1: month
0: that, I, That's good to hear But that was actually yeah. one I was curious about Because I've been on, seeing it, that packs for a while So Yeah, th-
1: that's almost finished, which is good Because hopefully that means that Below will also come out this year No fucking
2: know. way, they want to I just don't think it's going to happen um, Cappy's never put two games out in a year Also, right, Chris is director on both of those
1: But I don't know Like they've never been. They've it never worked happen. with the first party Before either That's true that's true. Microsoft cracks the whip. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of games coming out in the next five weeks. Yeah, man. Which is good, because it's not like there's anything happening in six weeks. Yeah, great.
0: Well, they got to get them out before that so that they don't get buried, you know, in all the announcements. There is
1: a game coming out E3 week, like a fairly high profile oh, yeah, game. yeah, what is it? Uh, I'm going to look at my schedule right now.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, because we were making fun of this because uh, Last of Us did that last year. Didn't seem to hurt it, though. And the year Uh,
0: before that, it was
1: Duke Nukem. No, the year before that, it was Lollipop Chainsaw. The year before that was Duke Nukem.
0: Uh,
1: Oh, man.
2: I reviewed Lollipop. That was during E3? That game was not good. Yep. I think I... Oh, yeah. Because I had to, like, power through that game to get it through to E3. Thankfully, that game was, like, four fucking hours long.
1: Give me some good jokes. UFC is coming out during GDC. E3. Or, yeah, during E3. Transformers Rise of the Dark Spark,
2: week after remember when that game was announced and they never talked about it again yeah
1: it's apparently bridging the Cybertron games and the movie games I know is
0: it being made by Hyman no they, they,
1: have they said it's, yeah it's got um, fuck what's the name of that company <sighs> it's a company that does like port work on Call of Duty that's handling it oh one of those
0: oh, like Raven that. or something
1: not Raven not Demonware Um. Oh, fuck, I can't remember. not Neversoft no
2: um, man, there are too many goddamn studios working on Call of Duty Beachhead?
1: No. Rise. Uh, <laughs> We've named, like, uh, 12 Activision studios. What do you want
0: from me? Spark. <laughs> Spark. Uh,
1: I'm oh looking God. it up
0: right now. Wiki well, well High Moon good. has done Call of Duty porting in the past. Edge of Reality. Oh, Edge of Reality.
1: Okay. Oh, and edge Wave Forward yeah, yeah. is doing the 3DS version. Wow. wow.
2: Yeah, wait, uh, Edge of Reality is where Tight used to work. They did Loadout. Oh right, yeah, they did loadout. They also ported yeah. um, like well, Mass they, Effect they, three, I think.
1: Right, yeah, done, right. Like, prior, that's right. making
0: loadout. The, all they did was ports. They they ports. Yeah. didn't do
1: Call of Duty. I'm sorry. They yeah, but they did loadout. <sighs> but and they did they've Mass done Effect.
0: they've done Mass Effect trilogy, Sims, Dragon Age Origins, Incredible Hulk.
1: They have experience so. with uh with Unreal Engine three. I'm sure that that's why they were contracted. To
0: do yeah. Um. Also,
2: evidence suggests that uh, High Moon might be working on Call of Duty, like the current gen versions of whatever's coming
1: this year. Oh, right. Because aren't they going to do? They're going to pull an Assassin's Creed, right? And yeah. Have a current gen and an next gen version, like separate. Yeah. So they, I'm still not entirely sure just about do that. Map
0: packs or something too. I mean, who knows what they're doing, right? That's too bad. I feel so. like
1: I really like High Moon as a studio. I feel like too, they have a ton too, of potential me too, and me never get the marketing assistance that they should. Like, it's crazy that the Cybertron games come out not around the movies.
0: When's the movie coming out for Transformers? Uh, a few weeks. No. June? I would have figured, yeah, that's what I was saying. June. So maybe it is coming out right around that.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's big. That's Edge of Reality's game. That's not High Moon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a bummer. You guys want to take a break and then maybe do some awful letters?
2: Yeah, can I point out that Brian Albert just sent us this text that says "Dota tonight," and by us, I mean me, but I'm just including you in that. Okay, well, okay. Uh, All
1: right, we'll take a break.
2: Canada writes in. Um, Is this you? Did you write a letter to us? (laughs) Uh, No, I'm not in Canada anymore. I don't need that. But you're from Canada. Correct. Um, So this is a really long email. I'm going to try to truncate it as much as I can. So I recently asked out a girl who I met on Take two. So I recently asked out a girl I met on OkCupid. Let's call her girl A. Uh, Uh However, I've been seeing this other girl I met on OkCupid. Let's call her girl B. Okay um blah 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 features about this girl she's awesome uh he really likes girl b quite a bit uh she's in university after our third date she stopped returning my texts altogether the two texts in question were being hey how'd your paper go which i sent on sunday the second i sent on monday saying do you want to go out again on friday again and there was no response Uh, I was about to take the lack of response as a message until I got a text at 11pm the following Thursday saying she went to visit her grandmother that week and forgot to take her phone shall we stop
1: no what's his question
2: Um, to which he responds okay well when you get back to town and want to chill let me know and he's gotten no response since when I told my buddies about this they said she's just playing games and to forget her which makes sense but I never got that sense from her when we were out on dates that she was that type of person Though until I got a text from her saying that she forgot her phone, I had written her off as pulling a fade. Uh, which, in case you don't know, a fade is when instead of telling someone you're not interested, you just stop responding to them over whatever type of communication you prefer to use. You so, know
0: that there's a fade. Okay.
2: Should I forget about her and assume she's playing games and bad at fades, or should I give her the benefit of the doubt? So the f- it sounds like she's really good at fades.
0: Yeah, the yeah, funny thing is... <laughs> got, you're straight faded. Yeah.
1: That's not even the slow fade. Oh, that's like... Just, that's like a dissolve
0: yeah she did a star wipe on you <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> wow
1: uh yeah no that's she doesn't want to hang out
2: with you anymore um to, no. so his actually his bigger question is uh girl b never had to talk about exclusivity and they've only gone out three times over three weeks nor to we do anything that would imply exclusivity such as meeting each other's friends or family so am i being the bad guy here for not giving her the benefit of the doubt and asking
1: out girl a dude you can ask out girl a you were never boyfriend you were
0: and you were fine yeah, you didn't have that talk. It's
1: she's fine. She's moved on. Yep. In fact, it doesn't sound like she ever was, was on board. And then no, moved she away. No, she
0: star after the first date. <laughs>
1: star is a really good. They went out three times?
0: Yeah, three yeah, times yeah, three weeks. I feel like
1: if you, if, if you go out three times and then she blows you off, then she's yeah, over it. That's yeah. pretty
0: clear. It took her, she was like, maybe. She was like, yeah. Second she one, was, she's like, I don't know. I'll give it one last try. Third time, she's like, "No."
2: Yeah. Also, if you get a text saying, "Sorry, I was away at my grandmother's place and I forgot my phone," no. In
0: this age, she didn't forget her phone.
2: Also, (laughs) if
1: you, I, he made no mention of this, I assume. But if you didn't make out after the third date,
0: you're friends at best. Yeah, that's true. You get two dates for that, basically.
1: You have three dates to make a move on either side, and if nobody
0: does, then. It's yeah. It's in not. all likelihood, it's never happening, or it's going to happen like six years later, in <laughs> like a weird mistake. And she'll say, "You could have
1: done that so much sooner," and you'll, you'll wonder be really what sad. the fuck. And it's yeah, just, yeah, it's it's, it's bad just bad terrible. Show.
0: Yeah. Um. Keep vamping because I'm looking through letters. Okay. Uh. Well, there's three that you starred in case you were wondering. Yeah,
2: but I think that we covered them because they're <laughs> the evil thin. Oh uh, well. Oh, actually, I did want to kind of talk about this. I think. Hang on. Okay. Yes, I did. Uh, blah blah blah. Mitch's feelings on the evil within. Is it possible for there to be a AAA horror game that does? Oh, sorry. Is it possible for there to be a AAA horror game, or does the indie market have that genre covered with Zombie Studios, Daylight, and uh, games like Outcast and the upcoming Soma?
0: Outlast. That's
2: what did what I, I say? Oh, I, d- I said Outcast because that's what he wrote.
1: Um, what's the name of Techland's? Is Dying Techlands? Light. Techland's Dying, is during Light. Dying Light, which. I don't know if that's AAA, but it's certainly not indie.
2: Yeah, and I think it's totally possible. I mean, um, I don't count Resident Evil out yet. Resident Evil Six was kind of goofy, but there's nothing there's that totally potential them from for doing it. More.
0: But if if you were talking to a publisher and you're like, "Hey, we want to make this horror game," and we want to make it for twenty million dollars, and then you were gonna, they were are gonna be like, "Okay, twenty million seems like a lot. You know, how many copies can you promise us that you'll sell?" you know like horror games kind of niche Um, I'm I'm guessing we could probably sell like 4 million units and they're like yeah no way you know what I mean so it's like because by the time they put marketing behind it the budget goes up several more million dollars and you know they they buy all this booth shit for all these various cons it just keeps going up and up staff grows to like 250 people so I just feel like it won't happen probably like not and there will be compromises made to make it into a product that could be marketed to a larger audience too like uh you know i think if you were to try and make a triple a like tens of million dollar horror game and you were to tell them uh we are right arthur
1: yeah i'm just looking at okay. the thing
0: if you were to make like tens of million dollar horror game and tell them like and guess what you never shoot anything. You can only run. They'd be like, no, fuck off. Guess what?
1: You never get funding in your studio <laughs> yeah. folds.
0: Exactly. So there's like certain compromises I think that would have to get made to make it appeal to more than just the immediate market, you would think, you know? So I think that that's the benefit of studi- studios, uh, like the guys that make Soma and stuff, is that they can really just be like, no, nah, we want robots with brains and, and weird arms coming And they're like, okay. <laughs> because you can do it. You, you know, you crazy how, Europeans. Yeah, they can kind of pursue a crazier idea than you. I mean, you can take those risks. And if they, let's say Soma is a utter failure, that probably won't close them down. Whereas, like, you know, like a $40 million failure at EA is going to mean a lot of people losing their jobs. So that's horror is still enough of a niche that I feel like that's kind of a risk for a lot of big publishers. Which
1: is why you watched something like Dead Space, for example. Which did okay. Uh, Originally, sort of slowly move in an action direction because it's easier to market and sell that. Yep. Uh, I have a letter to read because it's easy to answer quickly. Um, This is from Stuart. He says, Hi guys, at what point do you think Microsoft will start discounting games to download on Xbox One? There's been some great deals on 360 lately and I even picked up Tomb Raider for the one at half price. I buy a lot of games on Steam and love to do the same on my one but in the UK games like Rise are still 50 or 50 pounds to download as are third party titles. Um so the response is it's not Microsoft keeping prices up on Xbox One games. Yeah, publishers can set that themselves. Yep, publishers determine what their games are on Xbox One's market and um they do that because they sell software at retail on Xbox. Um they do it on 360, they do it on Xbox One. Uh 360 software sales uh for digital happen when the tail is up on retail but they have Mm -hmm. a lot to lose with brick and mortar retail partners if they slash their prices digitally and that is less of a concern on other platforms
0: i did not know that that they're setting their own prices yep that's interesting
2: uh patrick writes in i think i feel like we covered this before but how are you handling the daylight review at polygon arthur
0: Uh,
1: God, how many times do I have to answer this question? I
2: feel like we talked about it here, but just Uh, in case.
1: Uh, I'm talking with PR to get the game, and once I have the game, it's being handed off to our reviewer, who is Griffin McElroy, who, as far as I know, has no relationship with Anthony.
0: I've never met any of the McElroys. That's your loss, because they're wonderful. Yeah, they're delightful Um,
1: people. And, uh, Justin McElroy and Chris Grant, our managing editor and editor chief, respectively, will be working on edits and, uh, shepherding that to publish. I will not touch... That review you're gonna build like, it i might make, it, make it look pretty i don't know i don't know uh i might just have one of our design people do that too just you know to be safe so that i'm not touching it so i'm not the one entering it into the
0: system gotcha gotcha, gotcha. See, and, and all that aside i would actually 100 percent personally trust arthur to be honest about it so yeah i wouldn't expect him to pull any punches if, if he was doing it but for the sake of uh appearances i 100 percent get all that I mean, it's, it's, it's the responsible thing to do.
1: Like there have been other situations where people I've known have contributed to games, but this is uh, Anthony has built considerable portions of that game. Yeah. Like you have designed a lot of that game. Oh, Hey, helicopter flying very low overhead. Um, Uh Jesus, by the way,
2: we got a letter about these, uh, offbeat interruptive observations. Somebody doesn't like that. We frequently talk about the cats or that fucking motorbike guy
1: yeah life's unpleasant um Anthony built a ton of that game Anthony and I lived together and have been friends for a long time um and not just acquaintances or former coworkers or like sort of friends uh which is not to minimize the relationships necessarily that I've had with other people who've worked on games that I have reviewed but like none of those have been like yeah it's much more this personal. kind of relationship I've seen yeah. Anthony's balls
0: yeah <laughs> is yeah. that the threshold where and you're like all right we can't review your games anymore
1: yeah. no if i've seen your that's, balls and or asshole then chances are i shouldn't be reviewing that's, your uh, game. that's <laughs>
0: how i was judging arthur's arthur's uh how much horror he could handle so if you're yeah. an
1: indie dev who doesn't want arthur geese to review your game show me your balls
0: <laughs> or your asshole i guess what <laughs> you know take your pick whatever makes you, you the may most not have balls
1: but i figure everybody's got an asshole
0: right <laughs>
2: Yeah, Um, Or just your
0: taint. Everyone's got one of those.
2: Just, I don't know, to this point, now I have a question. Anthony, when you were in the press, this applies to you, but have you guys ever removed yourself from a review or anything? When you're like, this makes me uncomfortable because I'm too close to this person. Uh,
1: Because I've definitely done that. I've never been in the position where a game that came out where someone I know was working on it was a game that I would ever review.
0: I think when I was uh, dating someone that worked in... The GOMs I oh, yes. asked I asked not to do any of the Be- the the Bethesda previews. Sure, yeah, so.
2: yeah. I, mean, I feel like just by the nature of this industry, like you interact with a lot of really cool people, and there are people I've met because of you know events I've gone to or games I've reviewed that I've been like, oh shit! Like suddenly I'm very very close with certain people about or with certain people who worked on a game, and now I can never review their games again.
1: Right, and I I yeah. think that it's that's a complicated sort of determination to make uh, yeah. especially the pr
0: yep um, there's a couple of those in hindsight i would have changed my i would have taken myself off of
1: yeah i was going to be on the
2: dead space review and then casey took it and in hindsight i'm very glad that i didn't have to do that because right because you're friends with
1: warren yep. who works at role, right yep um,
0: yeah and and like we've all like steve Papo's just fucking really cool and hung like been around him a bunch i don't know like I I'm know.
1: cordial with a, with a lot of developers, and I and I am friendly with them, and I even consider some friends. Yeah, but uh, I try to be careful about that.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I it's not that difficult to kind of separate. Like, oh, that's a cool dude, and this is someone I'm friends with because I don't know. Like, I don't go day drinking in the park with Steve Paputzis, but I right. do that with Warren. Exactly,
0: like, exactly. Or like, you know, I would review, like, I would review the next game. That is made by Firaxis, even though I've hung out with those guys several times. Sure. Like, just at, at through, like, you know, like, oh, we go see your game and then we have lunch.
1: Whereas but now, I would, like, I would
0: not review a game like the next Halo. Exactly, Tim. because you're yeah. fine with
1: Tim, Tim Longo, who's creative lead on that yeah. now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I have um, I have good friends who work. Like, I, I think I'm actually at the point where I can't review anything by Harmonix anymore. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'm super friendly yeah. with a lot of people that work there. Oh, um, yeah, I couldn't do that. I'm pretty anymore. good friends with some people that work at a uh, arena net. So I would never review anything like guild wars related as sure. an example, um, which I know you've been dying to do. Oh yeah. Super. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing. I hate everyone at blizzard, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, it's, it's complicated and it is something that I think about like, and I think in re- recently I posted a clip from almost famous where, um, lester bangs has the kid from the movie like in a diner and he's explaining to him about like covering rock stars and the thing that he says that's stuck with me uh even though it's not always accurate is that these people are not your friends uh that these are subjects like these are the people you write about and you need that distance sure and a lot of respects to be able to to speak truthfully um, and the truth can shift when you know someone personally, like there's a lot, it's a lot more complicated. Um, and it's impossible to completely remove friendship from all of those equations, but it is something that is like, I, I try to be really conscientious about navigating. So no, if I've seen your balls or your taint, I'm not <laughs> reviewing your game.
0: There you go. If you want to send in your own letters about such matters, <laughs> is
1: that, do we not have any other letters? <laughs> not really. Yeah. Uh...
0: Seriously, people start emailing us letters. We want to hear from you. You can send them to letters at eat-sleep-game.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChuffMoney. Money. Arthur's at AEGIS. And Mitch is at Mitchy D. And Matt is in the dumpster. <laughs> And. Oh, Matt's a talking orange. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not Matt's fault. Matt. Oh, one you know, of the letters that you look, started. They had that successful Kickstarter, and they are now trying to make good on all thoughts the shit on the likelihood that
1: Below is released before the end of the year. Nope. What was the worst game you saw at the show? You answered both of these questions. You all yeah, that's.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I was looking over the emails, and a lot of them were about Evil Within and stuff. So
1: it was a weird, um, weird packs this year. Um, there weren't a lot of games there, honestly, and it's, there are a lot of games that that had you been You are before. a
0: fucking
2: crazy person.
1: No, like the indie mega booth was over full as usual. But uh, like, it was
2: wonderful. AAA was like short
1: Triple AAA was super un- underrepresented. Like Microsoft didn't really have anything new. Sony wasn't there at all. Nintendo wasn't <sighs> there at all. Microsoft's
2: booth was a bunch of shit that's already out.
1: Um, there was a line to play Titanfall.
2: <laughs> so weird. Microsoft
1: booth. Yeah. Um, the only AAA booths really that had any traffic at all were Evolve and Borderlands.
2: Ub was pretty bumping too, but even then it's like
1: here's a bunch of stuff that's coming out soon. And Wolfenstein, I guess there was kind of a line to play Wolfenstein. I'm a I'm little annoyed about that. I I would like don't Wolfenstein be. to be good. I huh. would like a decent shooter to play because it's been a little bit. Sure. Um, other than Titanfall, but that's a multiplayer thing. I am a little annoyed at myself that I didn't buy the stuffed Keiko demon that Bethesda had at their booth. I don't know what that means. Mm. The meatball demon from Doom. The red meatball. <laughs> oh, okay, they had stuff taken. from <laughs> The them. meatball demon. You knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. The, the meatball was a face. The mother brain thing that shoots lightning. Um, I should have bought one. Damn me. You goofed. I done goofed. There was a a
2: booth with a shag bark plushie. I wish I bought that.
1: I don't know what that is.
2: Oh my god, it's an adorable courier in Dota. You've definitely seen me use it.
1: I
0: don't.
2: Pay oh attention. no, uh, you. Definitely haven't because you always put down the fucking donkey.
0: Ugh. Anyways, you guys can go play your dumb game for babies. Uh Also, Join remember us. that everyone here does work. Uh, Mitch does work for IGN, where he writes up a bunch of news stories all the time, and occasionally reviews the video game still, and does previews. And um,
2: I just reviewed The Walking Dead. I am now the Walking Dead reviews editor. Great.
0: And uh, Arthur does. He's the reviews editor over at Polygon. Uh, and if you want to check those out, it's polygon.com where you can see reviews that he's edited as well as reviews that he has written. So, such as the Trials Fusion review that went up. And uh, I do work for this little studio called Zombie Studios, and we have a game called Daylight coming out April 29th. Get it for your computer to, com- entertainment device. Excellent. Yeah. I'm going to play that game. So. Also, I think on our website right now, if you look, there's, like, something where you can get a hoodie and the game for, like, 60 bucks. So, I don't know. So you can wear Anthony. You can take him everywhere. I will say the hoodie's pretty cool. Guaranteed to
1: have Uh, one hair from Anthony's head (laughs) on each
0: hoodie. It was designed by (laughs) a UI artist, Noah, who's really good, and I think the hoodie is pretty cool. Even if, like, I don't even care, like, if people knew about the game or anything, just like as an aesthetic thing, it looks cool. So and uh that's all i got for you i guess my here's this isn't really life advice but it's like a a, a moment of perspective if you ever go back and watch classic star trek and you think man they thought the future was going to be pretty good you can look at it now and be like man the future's even kind of better because at least we don't refer to asians as orientals anymore (laughs) jesus
1: Good night, everybody. <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ, that really happened. There was like a part with Doctor McCoy where he's like, blah blah blah, and the Oriental girl, and I was like, what?
2: <laughs> Can't do that, Bones. Fuck you doing.
1: She's next to the Jew.
0: <laughs> or there was like another part in it where it was like, Scotty was in love with this woman, and and he was like, and McCoy was like, oh no, and Kirk's like, what? I don't discourage fraternizing among the crew, and he's like, yep but you know she's gonna get what every woman wants now she's just gonna find a man drop out of the service and have children (laughs) (laughs)
2: holy shit
1: oh my god fucking star trek man